today we're going to read and comment upon a lecture by Neville Goddard named Arise. It's a short lecture, so stay tuned to the end. Before I start, thank you so much for liking, sharing and subscribing and hitting the bell button. I appreciate it. I love the support and it helps my channel grow. Thank you so much. Now, without further ado, let's get into it. Arise. When our great scientist, Dr. Robert Millikan, was young and very poor, he set a goal for himself, condensing his dream of greatness and security into a simple statement. He silently repeated the thought over and over again. This he did until the feeling of greatness and security crowded all other thoughts out of his consciousness. These are his words. I have a lavish, steady, dependable income, consistent with integrity and mutual benefit. As I have said repeatedly, everything depends on your attitude towards yourself. That which you will not affirm as true of yourself cannot develop in your life. Dr. Millikan wrote his dream of greatness and security in the first person, present tense. He did not say, I will be great, or I will be secure, implying that he was not great and secure. Instead, he made his future dream a present fact by saying, I have a lavish, steady, dependable income, consistent with integrity and mutual benefit. If you seek to realize your future dream, it must become a present fact in your mind. You must experience in imagination what you would experience in reality. If you have achieved your goal for the soul, imagining itself into a situation takes on the results of that imaginary act. If it does not, the goal remains unfulfilled. The purpose of this teaching is to steer the highest in you to confidence and self-assertion. The command constantly given us in scripture is to arise. If we are to understand the reason for this, we must recognize that the universe understood internally is an infinite series of levels and man is what he is according to where he is in that series. As we lift up our consciousness, our world reshapes itself in harmony with the level to which we have risen. One whose prayer has been granted rises from his prayer a better man. To change your present state, you, like Dr. Millikan, must rise to a higher level of consciousness. This rise is accomplished by affirming that you already are what you want to be and assuming the feeling of your fulfilled desire. The drama of life is a psychological one, brought about by your attitudes rather than by your acts. There is no escape from your present predicament other than a radical psychological transformation. Everything depends upon your attitude towards yourself, as that which you will not affirm as true of yourself will not develop in your life. The meek men of the Gospels are not the proverbial poor groveling doormats as a meek man is generally conceived to be. But the Dr. Millikans of the world who, while poor and unproven, dare to assume wealth and greatness, these are the men who inherit the earth. Any concept of self less than the best robs you and the promise is blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. 
In the original text, the word translated meek means tamed as a wild animal is tamed. A tamed mind may be likened to a pruned one of which it is said, Behold this vine, I found it a wild tree whose wanton strength had swollen into irregular twigs. But I pruned the plant and it grew temperate in its vain expanse of useless leaves and nodded as you see into these cleanful clusters to repay the hand that wisely wounded it. A meek man is so self-disciplined he sees only the finest and thinks only the best. He is the one who fulfills the statement, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good rapport. If be there any virtue and if there be any praise, think on those things. We rise to a higher level of consciousness, not because we have curbed our passions, but because we have cultivated our virtues. In truth, a man make meek is one who is in complete control of his moods, and they are the highest, for he who desires to walk with the highest must keep a high mood. It is my belief that all men can change the course of their lives. I believe that Dr. Millikan's technique of making his desire a present fact is of great importance. His high purpose was to be of mutual benefit, which is inevitably the goal of us all. It is much easier to imagine the good for all than to be purely selfish in our imagining. By our imagination we can change our future and to the man of high purpose this is a natural measure. If you observe them, you will notice the swift echo or response to every mood and key it to the circumstances of your daily life. When you understand the relationship between circumstances, you will know that everyone you meet is part of yourself. In the creation of a new life, you must begin with a change of mood, which opens the door to a higher level. Start now to mold your life around a community of high moods. Individuals as well as communities grow spiritually in proportion to their high ideals. If your ideal is you, you sink to its depths. But if it is exalted, you are elevated to heights unimagined. You must keep a high mood if you would walk with the highest. All forms of creative imagination imply elements of feeling, for it is the ferment without which no creation is possible. There is nothing wrong with the desire to transcend your present state. The world will not progress without a man's dissatisfaction with himself. It is natural to seek a more beautiful personal life. It is right to wish for greater understanding, health and security. This is so beautifully stated in the 16th chapter of the book of John. Heretofore, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Accept my challenge. Embody a new and higher value of yourself as Dr. Millikan did. A nation can exhibit no greater wisdom in the mass that it generates in its units. For this reason, I have always preached self-help. Knowing that if we embody a new and higher concept of ourselves, all other help will be at our service. The ideal you serve and hope to achieve is ready and waiting for a new incarnation. But it is incapable of birth unless you offer it human parentage. You must assume that you already are what you hope to be and live as though you were. 
You must know, like Dr. Millikan did, that your assumption, though false to the outer world, will harden into fact by your persistence. The perfect man judges not after appearance, but judges righteously. He hears what he wants to hear and sees only the good. Knowing the truth that sets him free, he is led to all good. Character is largely the result of the direction and persistence of voluntary action. Therefore, think truly and your thoughts shall be the words famine feed. Speak truly and each word shall be a fruitful seed. Live truly and your life shall be of great and noble creed. And that is the end of the lecture. Now here is the summary and a quick commentary. The forming of your dream takes place in your mind. Know that for it to be realized to reality, it must be realized in your mind. Rise yourself and value yourself more. If you seek to realize your future dream, it must become a present fact in your mind. You must experience in imagination what you would experience in reality. If you had achieved your goal, for the soul, imagining itself into a situation takes on the result of that imaginary act. If it does not, the goals remain unfulfilled. Everything depends upon your attitude towards yourself. That which you will not affirm as true of yourself cannot develop in your life. Leaving in the end, that's what Neville Goddard is always talking about. Leaving in the end, the mental diet, persistent assumption. I think one of the things that most of us struggle with is understanding, fully understanding. And I don't think we can fully understand it 100%. It takes a lot of faith and I would say you can believe fully 100% momentarily but not all the time. Why am I saying this? The facts, the reality, the 3D dimension that we see is so convincing. It can be so convincing that we momentarily and a lot of us are blind to our fourth dimensional world which is where everything happens in the consciousness, in our amnes. We forget that everything stems from the mind. What we see in our imagination is true. It's much truer than what we see in our reality and of course it's much true in the sense that yes our reality our 3d dimension reflects what we have seen first in our fourth dimension consciously or not however if we decide deliberately to change our fourth dimensional world and be persistent in that present tense and in that present moment of imaginal acts, our fourth dimensional reality will reflect, sorry, our three dimensional reality will reflect what we have cultivated in our fourth dimensional mind persistently over time with faith. The purpose of this teaching is to steer the highest in you to confidence and self-assertion. The command consistently given us to, in scripture is to arise. As we lift our consciousness, our world reshapes itself in harmony with the level to which we have risen. One whose prayer has been granted rises from his prayer to a better man. To change your present state, you must rise to a higher level of consciousness. This rise is accomplished by affirming that you already are what you want to be. 
and assuming the feeling of the feeling desire. If your ideal is low, you sink to its depths. But if it is exalted, you are elevated to heights. And imagine, you must keep a high mood if you would walk with the highest. Embody a new and higher value of yourself. A nation can exhibit no greater wisdom in the mass that it generates in its units. For this reason, I have always preached self-help. Knowing that if we embody a new and higher concept of ourselves, all other will be at our service. Character is largely the result of one direction and persistent of voluntary action. Therefore, think truly and your thoughts shall be the world's famine feed. Speak truly and each word shall be a fruitful seed. Live truly and your life shall be a great and noble creed. I, I didn't mention this in the summary, but I have to emphasize on this point. He says that we are all connected through the conscious. He didn't say in this word, but in my words, I would say that we're all connected to this mind, to this conscious, this subconscious mind, the oneness, the Iamness, the consciousness, the awareness. Therefore, it is better to wish something good for the group, for the mass, for the unit, instead of desires that are purely selfish. And that's the thing that you hear a lot also from Joseph Murphy, especially Joseph Murphy, and every now and then Abraham Hicks, but especially Joseph Murphy. That's why Dr. Millikan's affirmation was mutual benefit. That's the two words that he ends his affirmation with. So keep this in mind. There's a reason why a lot of people in the law of attraction community always talk about adding value because value is energy and the energy you share with others comes back to you. Call it karma, call it everybody's you pushed up, whatever you want to call it. Good begets good, right? So also, one thing that is quite surprising with this lecture because I did not hear this in other lectures and other writing so far and I have yet to read everything by Neville Goddard but I'm on page two. He talks about walking with the highest and also steering away and straying away from the people who bring you down. It's not only about being rising to arising to your higher consciousness, but it's also rising above those who keep you down. And when I say this, I always say this with a grain of salt because it doesn't mean that you have to hate people and kick people out of your lives and uh, wish them ill will. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you should stay away. You can love people and you can wish for them better. And with the techniques of level Goddard, you can script, you can affirm that those people will get better. However, in the meantime, you don't need to stay with those people who don't help you and don't support you in your growth. And it is selfish. Yes, it is selfish, but it is also selfless because you're not doing any... You're doing yourself in a disservice by hanging out with them. You can... I always say this. You can wish good for people and not be in their lives. Sometimes it's good to love someone at a distance. And I think a lot of you can relate to this. Sometimes you see that a lot of these people are just seeking attention but they're not seeking attention for their improvement they're seeking attention just for the sake of seeking attention for and when they seek your attention and you give them compassion 
amputee it's not a bad thing but don't forget that you are letting them identify and letting them persist in their assumption that they are the negative assumption so don't help them in this way help them by with your distance and your love and affirming things good for them but you have to understand that energy is energy and those people might bring you down so and I'm saying you cannot help them but un until you see them changing for the better or be willing to change for the better if they just want your attention vampire how, how do they call it vampire energy sucker energy vampires stay away physically that's what I mean in your heart in your mind you can affirm better things for them and they will change and you will be responsible for this change because you are in control of everything in your imagination so I digressed a bit but it is an important point so stay high not high on drugs stay high in your consciousness and that's what never got a meant in this lecture you have to always be in a high mood and when I mean always, I mean as much as you possibly can. Be a guardian of your mind. Be a guardian of your thoughts. Live in the end as much as possible. It does not mean that you have to affirm all day long. But affirm a lot. And don't make it something that you coerce your subconscious, that you're trying to coerce your subconscious mind with. Do it effortlessly. Yes, at the beginning is unnatural, unorganic, but it takes time and discipline, step by step. This is not an overnight success story. This is a persistent in your assumption story. So take the time. Time is nothing when it comes to imagination because everything already exists in your fourth dimensional mind. Remind yourself this. So. You can have the patient in the reality, in the three-dimensional world, because everything is already yours. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you very soon.